Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Shin Godzilla. Instead of reviewing Godzilla vs. Kong, as we were originally scheduled to, um, continuing with our gimmick here of uh, reviewing older versions, uh, we are watching the movie from, I think, 2016. Um, not that old. Uh, we're going to get this thing going. What's going on, guys? It's Ron. It's Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, so yeah, we, uh, I think we only have like one more of these things, right? Like, uh, review an old one. Actually, no, this is the last one. No, this, Wonder Woman's this coming out. One, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Until next year when things get pushed back again and we have to watch all the Not best movies ever. again. No. Oh yeah. Watch them again. Yeah. We yeah, might yeah. As well, huh? Watch them again. No, we just, we just play through them all in the Fast and the Furious role-playing game. We simulate the movies. Yeah. I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Um, Crossing over with Pacific Rim. And Sonic. And Sonic, obviously. Um, obviously. Uh, but anyway, um, before we go any further, we got to make sure that we remember our pickle. Pickle. Oh, God. Of the week, boys. Um, Nick Ryan gave, us a, gave me a good idea. He said that we should no. go, on, go on Cameo and pay for you know, C or D list celebrities, you know, talking about five, $10 tiers. This to do pickle of the week. Yeah. To do the pickle of the week. Like, I like they don't that. Let you, they don't let you share them like that though. There's like these strict instructions for how you can share the cameo. I mean, know? I mean, I can rip the audio. Who's going to know? No, yeah. you, well, yeah. We we, who, who, I mean, our loyal know. listeners are not going to report us, right? I mean, when we were doing, uh, in, in store signings, that's what we should have been doing. But. Well, I mean, I do have well, not pickle of the weeks, but I do have oh, yeah, but, that we've never used pickles. for or station identifiers from a couple of people that have done signings with us before. Um, I do have some of those. Um, just change it to pickle of the week from now on. Yeah, <laughs> just just get hey, um, <laughs> I don't hey, know. Hey, this is Donny Cates, and this is the pickle <laughs> of the week. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Donny Cates would never. Yeah, he would. Donny F. Cates, dog. You know what's the F sign for? Uh, Fortnite. That's right. That's right. Okay, but anyway, my pickle of the week is a hardcover from Dark Horse. I'm picking uh, Critical Role Vox Machina um, Origin Series One and Two. Uh, it's a big library edition hardcover uh, with the first two Critical Role Vox Machina story story arcs. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's supposed to be good, yeah. Yes. Word. So I'm picking uh, <laughs> Gumbag number two from uh, Rick Remender. Uh, it's a pretty interesting book. Uh, every issue has a different artist on it. Okay. So that's kind of cool little gimmick. Uh, the character sucks, but you're, you're not supposed to root for him. So there you go. Okay. He's supposed to save the world. I am yeah, picking... Um, Heroes in Crisis trade paperback. Oh, not yes. in hardcover. But in case you were waiting on that bargain deal, now's the time. Some Tom King goodness. I like it. Tom King, Clayman, especially if you come in on Friday. Exactly, and it's exactly. the it'll be forty percent off, and it is the creative team of Batman, Catwoman coming up, so you can gear up for that. Yep, yep. That's right. Um. <laughs> Dylan, sorry, I couldn't. We're laughing. I keep it in on-screen humor here. Dylan's uh, messing with the Snapchat filters. You haven't done that in a while. Yeah, sorry. Um, 
Yeah, way to go. Um, this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and go do it. Um, let's do it. talk about events. Do it. Do it. Um, let's talk about our events. Um, I, my events are done for the month. Um, so I'll just give you the dates without hard pitches for um, the events for next month. Thank you, everybody, for, by the way, for coming out to Paint Night this past Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Had a bunch of people. Um, this oh, coming Saturday. It was. This coming <laughs> December, we have Keyforge on the 11th and on the 18th. And we have Paint Night on the 19th. That is going to be a freestyle night. You can paint whatever you want. And I'm going to be painting uh, this one right here, Cyberpunk Santa. He's got a hey. gun and a bag of presents and a bulletproof hey. vest. Get you ready for that. Comes that's out right. days before. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, that's right. It is. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most def. Probably, anyway. Yeah. Ron, you have any events coming up? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I guess that's it. No, we've got a live sale tonight on Facebook at bedrockcity.com slash live. What? This one is, there's some high dollar ones, like some Silver Age, uh, Spider-Man and Daredevil and stuff like that. But this is the episode that's, um, you know, more affordable items. Okay. It's a Black Wednesday sale. Excellent. Um, so we're going to have more stuff, like twice the amount of stuff. We're going to go super fast. And it's going to be cheap. And there's a lot of cool New 52 and Rebirth bundles. There's like four long boxes of bundles that we're going to get through, brand new ones. Um, and lots of modern variants, stuff like that. So if that appeals to you, this is the episode for you. Awesome. And that's it. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the T. Um, that's the T, sis. Um, we're going to get into our What I Done Dids now. So, oh. what? I'll, Dylan, that is a that is a filter if I've ever seen one. What is that? Uh, looks like a Western hello or hello neighbor. Or... I'm a rancher. Uh huh. Um, so what I done did, uh, I did paint night. I don't have my ogre to show off to the boys because um, it's oh, a no. work sitting on my warlock tiles. I did paint this though. Um, it's a goblin in power armor. That's cool. Yeah, that I'm is happy. dope. I'm pretty happy. You know what? You should post these on on the gram. I should. No, they're not. But see, but they're not good enough. I, yeah. No, no, no. They, if you do them, then they're good enough for the pocket. For that's the right. fair for enough. The gram. That, that's good content. That's true. That's good content. All right, there we go. That's. Uh, I'll start posting these on the uh, on the gram, and and uh, you guys can see my terrible paint jobs here. Um, but yeah, I painted a uh, th- my first real three D printed uh, miniature. Uh, that was pretty fun. Word. Um, but uh, what else did I do? I'm looking at my calendar. I really I don't think I did anything else. I mean, I watched Shin Godzilla. Um, Obviously, that's that's it. Dylan, what you on do? Friday, it was great. Dylan, what'd you do? What did I do? Watch some TV. Um, I did. I watched a good movie yesterday. It came out on Hulu. It's called Run. Oh, Stephen King was tweeting about that earlier. He and I have the same taste. Apparently, <laughs> um, it's really good. It's got Sarah Paulson, and it's about a—I don't want to spoil too much—about a wheelchair-bound girl who um, runs lives with her overprotecting mom. 
That's all I'll say. Okay. Okay. It's a thriller. Cool. Um, I also watched Shin Godzilla. Yes. Obviously. And I watched this movie called Greenland. Do you remember seeing ads for this? Greenland? With Gerard Butler and those meteors. Oh my god, yes, I do remember seeing that. Yeah, that came not. out on streaming and um it's what you'd expect. Right. Gerard Butler gets his family to Greenland. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um the, the Stephen King tweet is run on Hulu. No extraneous BS, just nerve splintering terror. It's really good. I highly okay. recommend. Okay. I I didn't do a good job of selling it because I don't want to spoil anything because there's lots of twists and stuff like that. Sure. Just take my word for it. Or Rotten Tomatoes word for Get the, it. It's good. The Dylan stamp of approval. And that's all you need. I mean, you do you need do you need anything else? Not no, at all. You don't. If Dilly says it's good, you can take that to the then bank. Take mm-hmm. it to the bank. When the have bank. I led you wrong? The money bank. That's right. Money in the bank? Money mm-hmm. in the bank. Ronnie, Ronnie boy. What you done did? Um, so today, uh, I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian. That's cool. Oh, I haven't started first. Oh, season two? <laughs> yeah, season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. Let me let me say, I do hate that, like, when they're in the official marketing for it, it's chapter 12 or chapter <laughs> and, whatever. It's like, oh, what, what episode Lord, is yeah, it? I saw it, and I was like, is this not chapter one? Hold on, wait. <laughs> At the look. Yikes. Uh, so, yeah, that happened today. That was cool. Uh, and then uh, me and the Wash Boys decided that we are going to go through the Fast and the Furious. You know, I heard about that. Javi and Austin haven't seen. Javi hasn't seen all of them. That's right. Uh, Austin's seen uh, basically since five and up. So we're watching. We're watching the Fast and Furious franchise. Let's go. Wow. We watched the first two back to back. Okay. On Saturday. How did that's uh, a unique how, Javi, idea? How did they like it? Oh, we we loved it. We had a good time. Had a good time. Uh, Austin the, was the talking second about one's that. their favorite movie. Obviously. No, it's not the best movie ever. I mean, out of the two, that's for sure. Okay, well, just wait till they get to the later ones. Well, obviously. So yeah, should be. I mean, should be we fun. gotta get everybody ready to play this this RPG. For sure, it should be a fun ride. Off the chain ride, got it. Get it. Uh, that's what you did. You watched Fast and Furious with the Wash Boys. Yep, that was all I did this week. All right, that's exciting. Um. So anyway, I guess we're gonna get into the news. Um, news, news. The the news. Yeah, we need a we need a, like a news drop, right? We need that was it. Oh, that was the one. Sorry, I stepped on it. Um, the Undertaker is officially retired. Um, this is uh, sort of been a long time coming. Um, the Undertaker retired from WWE last night. That's a, I mean, it's from all of wrestling. Um. Uh, on the 30th anniversary of his Survivor Series debut, he's, it's kind of inter- a, a, a neat thing. He retired on the show that he debuted on 30 years later. Um, WWE legends like Ric Flair, Triple H, McFoley, Shawn Michaels, The Big Show, Kane, Booker T, Shane McMahon, and more uh, began the Undertaker tribute before Vince McMahon made uh, a rare in-ring appearance. He doesn't come out very much these days praising the Undertaker right before announcing him into the ring. Um, once the stage was set for Taker, the dead man kept his retirement speech short, short, saying, my time has come to let the Undertaker rest in peace. He said before, he then he did the, I saw the clip, he did the, the trademark Undertaker little kneel thing, and then a, a Paul Bearer hologram showed up because Paul Bearer passed away a couple of years ago, his old yes. manager. So 
that was that's pretty cool. I mean, cool. I think Undertaker is sort of like every kid's favorite wrestler when you sort of get into it. And well, maybe not if you're a kid now, but like, do you like Undertaker? I loved the Undertaker. Like, when okay, I was, okay. When I was a kid, I mean, I don't really watch. I haven't watched. Is that Austin who doesn't like the Undertaker? Austin Austin probably doesn't like the Undertaker, which is which is wild to me. Yeah, he likes. Yeah, he doesn't like the Undertaker. That's so weird. Like, I hope I'm speaking on his behalf. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, I would say the Undertaker is probably the most popular wrestler of all time. Well, yeah, like, the up most there of, unit, of the I mean, of the of the big legends, sure. right? Like. Yeah, most so definitely. It's a big deal. This is a pretty big deal, big year for him too, because he had a uh, had the documentary come out about him, and he had a. Uh, was there a documentary out? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's on the WWE Network. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. So Speaking of documentaries, I forgot. Yeah. I watched the uh, Fresh Prince 30, 30 Oh hour. right, how was that? Oh, heartbreaking. Oh, it's so sad. It's good. Really? It's really good. Uh, you know, but they talk about Uncle Phil and stuff, and oh yeah. Um, it's good. It's okay. really good. You like um, Fresh Prince? I do. Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space Two is in talks at Netflix. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the original one. Nope. I love this movie. Um, the Kyoto Brothers Alien Christmas is now streaming on Netflix, and today director Stephen Kyoto uh, teases that it, he has been in talks with the streaming giant about possibly producing a sequel to the cult classic Killer Clowns from Outer Space. He says, we are talking to them. We're talking all the time. Get this. We've been trying to do a sequel since we made the film and the, and fans get angry with us. We don't mention it too much because they get angry. They say, oh, what's the matter with you guys? But we're trying. The, this business is just a bear. Moves at a glacial pace. There's there's interest and it wanes and flows. Uh, you get some executives who really want to do it. Then all of a sudden, musical chairs, they're out. A new regime is in and they don't get it. Uh, we'll see how Alien Christmas does uh, with the Netflix people. We'll see if we can if they can embrace our sensibility. Um, their movies are terrible. Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is enjoyable because it's bad. Mm-hmm. So, but I think but the, but the Kyoto Brothers are not really in on the joke. Huh. I think is that's, that's part of it. Y- y'all haven't seen it. I know no, I've seen clips and stuff though. Oh. I it's yeah, fun. I, I love it. it. They like their spaceship is look is shaped like a big top, and they shoot a popcorn gun, and they have like shadow puppets that eat people. Like it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's great. Um, got a couple more pieces of horror news here. Robert England and more have joined this, the the Netflix's Stranger Things four cast. Um, Net, uh, Stranger Things four season four is currently filming, and today eight new cast members have been announced. Um, the main one being Robert England. Um, others include. Uh, Jamie Campbell Bauer, Eduardo Franco, and oh boy, uh, someone who I'm not going to try that one. Um, <laughs> Tom, Tom Wallachia, um, Robert England, who obviously plays Freddy Krueger on Nightmare on Elm Street, will play a man named Victor Creel, who is imprisoned in a psychiatric hospital for terrible murder in the 1950s. Um, Robert England will do anything. Um, do you guys, is, is he a selling point for y'all at all? Like, do you care about? Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy and Robert England and not as like an actor, no. No, me neither. <laughs> yeah, but, no. I mean, who's not going to watch Stranger Things? Stranger you know? Things, though. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's. I mean, it's cool that they're getting. It's some a cool horror, little plus, yeah. Horror icons in there. Um, Scream directors confirm the new movie is a sequel, not a reboot. Um, and I still have Stranger Things. Oops. Okay, I looks like I have the wrong text there for that article, but. Uh, 
Uh, the movie is now called Scream, I believe. That's in the next article, too. Okay. And it also has wrapped production. Um, Paramount, Paramount Pictures and Spyglass Media have officially announced the end of uh, the filming this morning and have revealed the sequel's official title, which is Scream, with an exclamation point. <laughs> this moves away from the typical order of sequel titles, Scream 2, 3, 4, and instead follows a more recent trend started by Halloween 2018. I disagree. Um, and Scream 5 <laughs> to hit theaters in January 14th, 2022. Um, we 2022. talked about this. Yeah, right. We just talked who about started this the trend? recently. Um, I don't know who started it, but it's it's like a going back to Friday the 13th and Halloween. Um, uh, let's see. Halloween 6 is when they dropped the numbers. Um, Friday the 13th dropped them at later, I think like 7 or 8. Um I think they mean like going with just the title though. And no, um, you know, like just yeah. calling it Scream is like how they just called it Halloween. Sure, I get that. Um, let me see. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street went, went one through five. Friday the 13th went, uh, oh yeah, they went all the way to eight. And then Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday, uh, dropped the numbers. Um, I, I kind of thought... Uh, Scream, I think we talked about this like two weeks ago, like I said, um, but I, I figured Scream would have kept up the go to five and then digit, five. just just as as Scream is a very self-aware horror movie. I feel like that's something they would have done. It doesn't, I don't care either way. It doesn't make the movie better or worse. Um, but this is the first one not directed by Wes Craven, so that is interesting. Um, although, I think the same writer, Kevin Williamson, is back. Um, so, we'll see. Um, more horror news. Channing Tatum, mystery, mysterious universal monster movie in the works. Channing Tatum will soon reteam with 21 Jump Street directors, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. And this time it's for a mysterious universal monster movie. Now, of course, it's hard to say at the moment who the, uh, the movie will revolve around, but Lee Whannell already tackled the Invisible Man. Ryan Gosling is playing um, the Wolfman. Um, Karen Kusma is tackling Dracula. On top of that, um, Dexter Fletcher, uh, who uh, from Rocketman, is helming Renfield, and Elizabeth Banks will develop The Invisible Woman. Screenwriter David Cope is, says Bride of Frankenstein is still in the works. Tom Cruise did The Mummy. Um, so that leaves us with Frankenstein, Creature of the Black Lagoon, Phantom of the Opera, and Jekyll and Hyde, pretty much, are, are the only options left for Channing Tatum. I gotta the go Frankenstein. movie doesn't exist, right? <laughs> I mean, no, but they can't. They can't ignore it yet. I, I think it's going to be Frankenstein. That'd be that'd be my guess. A, eh. a, a big I don't really want him to play anything, but <laughs> wow, same. Not I don't know. I've never. But what about Gambit? Been a fan? Nah. Maybe he can do Creature from the Black Lagoon and get away with it. You know, they wouldn't oh, hire him for that. No, no think. way. That's like just Doug Jones at that point. Um, get the guy that was in Shape of Water and pl- played Abe Sapien. Oh, sure. I think that's that's the the easy answer. Um, the Game Awards nominees have been announced. Uh, the Game Awards return in 2020 to celebrate um, the best titles of the year. The ceremony takes place on December 10th and will be hosted once again by um, Jeff Keighley. Uh, gamers will be able to watch the festivities via live stream. Um, the Game Awards will also kick off a 
quote, weekend of instantly playable game content, in-game drops, demos, and live streams to celebrate the most. I'm just, uh, the exciting future for video games across PC, console, mobile, and mixed reality experiences. Um, before we Word. talk about any of the nominees at all, um, I, I really have no, like, I have no, I hold no weight to the game awards because there's been so many different organizations and groups that have tried to get sort of a video game award show off the ground All right. um, and, and, and mean something. This has been going pretty strong for a while. That's, that's true. This is the longest, most successful one, I suppose. Um, but the fact that like every major game is game of the year somewhere, and they can all put out a game of the year edition, just sort of like cheapens oh, sure. it a little bit to me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they need the Oscars. Yeah, they. But do. also, though, this would be the one if like they were to right. make anything. I like agree. This this should be one. The this would be the one. So the but game also, of the year. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, they come out with a pretty good number of like soon to come stuff you know like stuff we just weren't like trailers for games that are coming oh out sure stuff. so this is this is what this show is mostly for just like oh cool let's see what's gonna happen this year you know, but, uh, you know. so the game of the year um the games that are nominated are doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades animal crossing new horizons and the last of us part two um that's such a varied list um any predictions ron as the big, the biggest gamer here, probably. Um, Last of Us, I would assume, would win it. Just it's last. See, of I us. would, I would say Final Fantasy. The, I don't know. It was, it was a part of a full game, you know. Sure. So, uh, I don't know. But yeah, I my money's on Last of Us. You think so? Um, yeah. I'm going Final Fantasy, Dylan. You got You got to pick. Animal Crossing. I mean, I play, out of those games, the only one I've played at all, I've played Animal Crossing and I've played a little bit of Doom. Sure. I don't even know what Hades is. Hades is supposed to be amazing. Uh, it's a... Uh, well, is that a roguelike? I don't know. Don't quote me I don't know what it. it is. It's supposed to be amazing. Uh, but it's there's no way it's winning Game of the Year. Um, I don't know enough about what it takes to win Game of the Year to speculate pop- honestly popularity really it's best just, mobile that's about game, it best mobile game nominee nominees are among oh, we're going to do all of them right, no but i was going to do these um among us call of duty mobile genshin impact um legends of runeterra and pokemon cafe mix i find it funny that among us is on here i know it's really trendy but the game's a couple of years old is it yes yeah hmm. it just got trendy on twitch and stuff lately uh, and I, know, I assume that's got to go to Genshin Impact. Though. I thought it was like this year new, but not like. No, no, it's like 2018, I think. Interesting. Uh, but I feel like Among this Us be might Genshin. win it. No, Genshin Impact. Like, bro, like, hey. I mean, it could. I mean, like the game's super popular, but I wouldn't be surprised. And it's good. if Among Us win, wins it. What's good, Dylan? Genshin Impact. Yeah, I mean, it looks really good. I I downloaded it and then never played it, so. I don't know for what use that is, but um, Titans news and Anna Diop's season three Starfire costume has been revealed in full. Concept artist Gina D. Dominico uh, and costume designer Laura Jean Shannon have been teasing an updated, more comic accurate outfit for Coriander over the past week. 
And now HBO Max has unveiled a first proper look at the new design via some concept art and a shot of Diop suited up in her new duds. Um, what do we think about this costume, boys? I'll let y'all go first. Go first. <laughs> oh, I said it first. Um, um, I, I think I'll go first then. I think it's fine. I think it's... I, I see people being excited about it. and Yeah, a lot of people like it. And it's, it's fine. fine. I think it's fine. Like again, but I think this might be sort of like when you see some, well, I don't know. This is like a promo shot though. Like they put this out. This isn't like seeing Dr. Strange behind the scenes photos and going, "Eh, his costume looks kind of weird. Right. This is Mm -hmm. like, it's supposed to look like this. This is like the best it's going to look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. Does it fit this world? Like I haven't watched Titan since. They're trying to make it look alien, you know. She's an alien, so right. And they're gonna do a Black Fire storyline, so I think they're gonna explore more of that, maybe, and give her something to do. But like, I don't know. It looks way too busy for me. Like, there's lines everywhere, and I'm fine with not doing the the classic, like, no detail, you know. But I just feel like it's too team too much. I don't like it. Zoomed out, it looks fine. Then when you see it in high res, yeah, when it's close, it looks wild. There's a lot going on there. Um. Maybe it works. Maybe. I don't think so. The show... I mean, I'm not going to find out. I'm not watching Titans. It's Struggle Bus. Wow. DMZ first look revealed by Ava, uh, by Ava DuVernay ahead of the DC comic series HBO Max debut. The first look at the upcoming DMZ TV series has been revealed by Ava DuVernay. The filmmaker took to Twitter a couple of days ago to share some photos with fans, giving them an idea of what to expect of the DC Comics adaptation. Planned as a four-episode miniseries, DMZ was announced last October as being in development for HBO Max. Robert Patino, an executive producer on the series, is writing the entire run, while DeVornay is directing the pilot episode. She's also serving as executive producer. Um, I've never read DMZ. Do you guys have any love for this? I have not either. I read uh, probably two, three story arcs of it. Okay. Um, like it's it? unfortunate because Brian Wood is a uh, scumbag. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's done some bad things. That have oh, came to, to I the just surface. Yes, you're not wrong. Uh, right. I don't know how excited I am for this. Um, four episodes might get me hooked since it's so short. You know. Yeah, we'll see. Not a big commitment. No, not at all. Um. New details revealed about HBO Max's Lantern. Um, there's a lot of excitement surrounding the Green Lantern TV series. I mean, I don't know about excitement. Speculation, maybe. Um, Not tentative, from y'all. Tentatively known as Lantern, which is coming to HBO Max. I didn't realize that it was called Lantern. Um, Neither did I. And we learned this week that it will boast a TVMA rating. Uh, a TVMA rating. And then the, the, <laughs> the Stargirl, this ain't. It, the article editorializes. Um, it's been said that the Dominators will be the show's lead villains, and we've even got some character breakdowns for Alan Scott, Guy Gardner, and Bree Jarda. Uh, those include some interesting reveals, including the apparent confirmation that Scott scenes will Scott's scenes will indeed take place in the past rather than the present. Okay. Um, I, 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 I think the Green Lantern. Uh, mythology is rife for a good TV show. Will this be it? I don't know. 
I don't like the whole time jumping around. It's not for me. I'd like, I think it should be a more focused. I think that takes skill and tact. Um, Unless it's going to be silly like Doctor Who. Well, no, they're not like jump time jumping. It's just like different Green Lanterns in different eras. Oh, you know? oh I see what you're saying. Like what I remember my speculation about what they're going to do with Alan Scott. Um, uh-huh. It's, I said they were going to make him like in the forties and like being a gay man in the forties. And that's exactly oh, right. what they're doing. Of course. Um, this is boring. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I like Green Lantern though. I read all the, I read the entire Jeff Johns run. So if that's their roadmap, um, and they have a big budget. It'd be hard to mess it up, you know? I, I think mean, Jeff Johns yeah. writes kind of like, he's kind of like Mark Miller in the way that it's kind of like TV. for a TV. It, I don't think he does that, but I think it's very adaptable. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So I think uh, I have, I'm optimistic. A decent amount of hope for this? We'll see. Hope. Blue <laughs> Lanterns. Get it? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, Walker. Richard E. Grant's role in Loki possibly revealed. Um, Richard E. Grant is no stranger to genre fare after recently starring in the likes of Logan and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and we've known for a while that he has a role in Loki. However, some information uncovered about Grant's stunt double, David Coulter, re- uh, reveals that he's playing classic Loki. That definitely lends some weight to the theory that the God of Mischief will encounter alternate universe versions of himself in the show while Sophia DiMartino is believed to be playing the female Loki. All of the survey, um, I'm sorry, all of this surely plays into the idea of a multiverse too. I mean, that's, I mean, take one look at Richard E. Grant and tell me that he's not playing Loki. Like He looks like evil Loki. Like comic evil Loki, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm okay with that. That, I mean, that makes sense to me for a Loki show. Agreed. He looks like that. I'm excited for it. I mean, it's I mean, we're gonna get Lady Loki, Kid Loki. I hope you know, like a bunch of different Lokis. Can we get awesome. Horse Loki? Sure. Is there um, a Frog Loki? Uh, no, there. Not that, that I, not be. that I know of, but there is a Horse Loki. He did turn himself into a horse. Um, and a snake. Yes. Um, the Batman spinoff loses its showrunner. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, it it was revealed this week that Boardwalk Empire's Terrence Winter has left the Batman spinoff TV series coming to HBO Max in the not-too-distant future, after he clashed with filmmaker Matt Reeves and the producers over visions over his vision for the HBO Max show. Now the hunt is on for a new showrunner to take charge of the series, and by take charge of the series, they mean follow the directions. Uh, there's no word on who that could be, but the fact that Winter was hired in the first place suggests the streaming service is looking for top-tier talent. Um, well, yeah, of course. You want to make sure your Batman stuff is as good as it can be. Um, yeah, if your Batman's bad, then what does it say about everything else? Right, you know, yeah, your Batman has to be good. I mean, we say that, and then we have, you know, Zack Snyder. But it is pretty clear they just want someone to fall in line, though. You know, right? Sure. Which is what Marvel wants as well. I mean, yeah, to be no shade, fair. But this is Matt Reeves' like world, you know. So, but I understand. DC does this though, right? They give, they give someone a world without having an already successful product. Like, True. And their whole yeah. thing is that like, oh, you can do whatever you want, you know, like right. The, we're giving the creators the freedom. Everything's black label, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, all, all these properties are so far out that. But yeah, know, they're so far out, dude. Um, but th- this is what we got. 
Um, a first look at Ms. Marvel has been revealed. Ms. Marvel started shooting in Atlanta, Georgia, and we have the set photos to prove it. They don't reveal much, but uh, do give us a first look at the newcomer, um, Iman Vellani, as Kamala Khan. Uh, those were followed by more images, this time showing The Walking Dead's Matt Lintz dressed up as, uh, for Halloween as Bruce Banner and Kamala dressed as Captain Marvel based on her appearance in Cap, uh, uh, Avengers Endgame. Clearly, the live-action version of Ms. Marvel is a fangirl, just like in the comics. That's cool. The, and the photos look neat. I, I thought they captured the, the, the energy pretty well. Yeah. I mean, you know, from set photos. And stuff. Right. Again, it's, right, it, it's set photos, so what can you do? But they're shooting this stuff, so this is exciting, right? It's yeah. happening. It's too late to turn back at this point. Exactly. Right. But I saw some people complaining that her costume looks I mean, my bad. Wow. <laughs> um, her costume looks bad. Wow. I forgot what he was. Michael, are you going to bleep or remove it? Uh, I'm just going to remove no, it. No, keep it. Whatever. No, bleep it. I think it'd be funny. Um, anyway, <laughs> people are complaining that her costume looks not good. Um, but I think it's clear that she's just, it's like a Captain Marvel cosplay or Halloween costume or something, you know? Right. Right. I don't think they're getting it. Like, that's the whole point. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 officially moves to HBO Max. <gasps> what? This week, the news broke that um, Warner Brothers will release Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day in theaters and on HBO Max, where it will be available for no extra charge. It could be a one-off or a sign of things to come, but the DC fans overseas will get the movie even sooner on December 16th. Yikes. I didn't know that. Um, the caveat, however, is that it will be only in cinemas. Um, this is a game-changing decision on the part of the studio and one that they're quite clearly using to judge whether this could be a new business model for them, uh, even beyond the pandemic. I mean, I, 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 I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if this, you can use Wonder Woman 1984 data post-pandemic. <laughs> like, Why not? If it goes well. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess so, like, if it's like a I've runaway success, streaming success. You know? like if, I've seen if, a few people on Twitter just like, I might get the $10 service for the for the movie, you know? So. They just got to keep it. We're not going to know for a while if they... Well, sure. It'll be just like Mulan. If they do this again, then we'll know it worked out. If they don't, it didn't. Right. But it's a bold right. play, you know, to make it free. Basically, you know, free with the package. Um yeah, that's really they're, re- they're really struggling with su- subscriber count. They have like 2.7 million or something like that and it's something low, maybe or 12 or something at Disney has like 60 something already, you know. They're they're really falling behind everyone else. So, this oh, is their big yeah, that's, play. That's really low. I hope that, that I think some of the worry is that Wonder Woman will become like a streaming thing now. Like will they will people want to go see Wonder Woman 3 in theaters? Of course. Or is the or is a precedent set that's like, well, I saw the last one on streaming. I'll just wait for this one on streaming too. You know, I think that's a, I think that's a weird concern. Like, I don't think people are like that conditionable. Right. They are. I don't know. Um, uh, I don't have a. I don't have the best grasp on what like the general audience is. You know, like I know the comic book people will always go see it if they can. Right. But I'm not sure about like some like you know random. Like, yeah, farmers in, like, Iowa are going to do. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, some mom and dad in (laughs) 
Minnesota, what are they going to do? In the middle of the country, it's like a huge population. So we'll see. Yeah. I hope it doesn't become a streaming thing. I don't think it would. Um, Marvel Studios is finally making Deadpool 3. Finally. Um, Deadpool 3 is finally moving forward at Marvel Studios with Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux um, signing up to pen the movie's screenplay. They're best known for their Emmy Award-winning work on Bob's Burgers and were chosen by Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Feige after pitching their take on the Merc with a Mouth this month. Uh, It's said that this movie is going to be R-rated and we're assuming it will be set in the MCU. How that will work promises to be very interesting, but this is a step in the right direction for a threequel, uh, which it appeared was never going to happen at one point. Um, I mean, that's good. Is that the case? I disagree. This movie was always going to get made. There was always always going to be a third Deadpool, but at least it's it's being made by Marvel now. Yeah. Um, I think this will this this has the potential to be the best, better than the first one. Yeah, this this one has the potential to be better than the first one. It could be. I like Bob's Burgers, so I've never watched some it. Some of the humor. So. Yeah, I'm not familiar. I mean, I I know them, but I never watched it before. Does that humor style fit, Ron, with Deadpool? It definitely does. Definitely. Does. Okay. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'll we'll see it. We'll see all this stuff. You know what I mean? Um. Marvel Studios is reportedly prioritizing its Disney Plus TV shows. With three movies set for release next year from the studio and at least three or four more starting production, it's going to be a busy 365 days for Marvel on the theatrical side. However, they're also working on a number of Disney Plus TV shows. And insiders tell The Hollywood Reporter that the series are, quote, under heavy scrutiny from Kevin Feige and his executives. In fact, one source tells the trade that, quote, the series are the priority. Ramping them up takes a lot of focus. The movie machinery is well established. Sure. I mean, I, I, I guess that's good because they do need to keep that Feige level of quality to keep right. the brand, you know, desirable. Yeah, um, it's going to be an uh, interesting feat to make them the same quality and make them consistent with the movies, you know? So I can see why they're saying it's under scrutiny. Right. I don't that know. Means... That's kind of that's no surprise for Disney and Marvel. I feel like though, you know. No. No, they're very it's good. Controlling. That they're figuring it out now. Like it's it's kind of lucky that we haven't gotten WandaVision or Winter Soldier yet. You know. Right. So like they can actually just be like, hey, we need to figure this out once we put them out. Like once at the, the same ball's time. Rolling. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, I feel like they this might be the area where Kevin Feige will experiment a little bit more, you know, at least yeah. it seems that way. Sure. Based on all we've seen so far is the WandaVision trailer. So that's all we have to go on. You know, WandaVision mm-hmm. could come out and we'll be like, Oh, it's the same as every other Marvel and it's, and it's good, you know, but. Uh, Black know. Panther two casts a villain and eyes production start. Um, the Hollywood reporter is now reporting that the MCU sequel is on track to commence production next July in Atlanta. Uh, The shoot is expected to last six months. Uh, We also have our first bit of casting news as Narcos Mexico star um, Tenoc Huerta is in talks to come aboard as the new villain. No details on which character he would play, unfortunately. The trade does not know how Disney slash Marvel plans to proceed without Chadwick Boseman 
as the titular Wakandan hero, but the report does mention that Letitia Wright is expected to take on a more prominent role. Well, hmm. I mean, I think we're not going to know more for a while. On, I think. Yeah. You would hope I, they try to keep all this stuff under wraps until they want to yeah. come out with a statement, you know? Right. What do you expect? I think we're going to know before it comes out, similar to a, like a Leia situation. Sure. But I, I honestly, like, I've thought about this before. I'm not sure what they could do. They're not going to be able to please anyone no matter what. If you recast, you make people mad. If you do a CGI double, you make people mad. If you kill him off in universe, you make people mad. Mm-hmm. I don't envy them. I don't know what I would don't know what I would. Yeah, do. I don't. I have no clue what's going to happen. None of those. You this can't just make like... him. And you can't not kill the character and make him just like leave. I don't understand that either. You know. What if there's some sort of like he becomes they recast him, but as an old man or something, and like there's some sort of a weird like time issue or something that happens in one of the TV shows and that yeah, time no. shifts to Chala or something. They can they can possibly get him from a multi like you know the, they're doing the multiverse stuff. Right. So they can get him from another universe, but then like is that any better, you know? Um, oh, so you're saying like they go to they go to Ultimates and they pull out a t- because the, their Black Panther something happened to him or whatever. Sure. Sure. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I I don't know though. Like that's such a tough thing to figure out. They yeah, need that's... to make Black Panther two like a multiverse story. I'm not sure if. I mean, that could be it... the play. What? Where? So it where seems does, like where is um Jonathan Turner or what's his name? Uh, Jonathan Majors showing up uh, as Kang. That's in Doctor Strange, right? No, that's in Ant Man three. And is that that's after this though? Was that before? I believe it's after this. Oh, okay. Because okay. I'm saying know. if you if you get a time guy like Kang, then you can do my thing of having the, uh, you know, you time shift. Maybe you don't even just do it to Black Panther. You do it to a couple other characters too, or something. I don't know. I really don't. I I don't yeah, know. What that would that's, do. that's a yeah. I don't envy them for having. What do you guys problem. want to happen? Personally, um, p- personally. Okay, so I always said they should have just recast Leia. So I'm, I'm, that means I, I have to be pro recasting Chadwick or, you know, not only, um, uh, T'Challa. I have to be pro it. So I would say recast. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't know I what mean, I want to do. Some, someone has, I mean, this is the first time this has happened really for any of these movies, aside from recasting due to creative differences or, you know, something. We've never had to deal with a different actor playing the same character in the universe, aside from very minor villains. Sure. What do you mean exactly? Um, I'm trying to remember, but oh, I, I, I don't have the example in front of me, but I know wasn't there like a very Marvel minor villain who was played by well, there like, was oh, War, oh, Machine. War Machine. War Machine. Yeah. yeah but it's War Machine. Like, like War Machine was not the primary focus of the first Iron Man movie. Sure. Like yeah, yeah I mean, I, to this dude, to this know. magnitude, it hasn't been done before. Right, I think yeah. Leia is the best example because it's like the exact same situation, except for in this case, I don't have a bunch of footage that they're right. sitting on like they did for her. You know, right, right. I don't. Yeah, know. I, I think you should write find a way to write the character out. I guess. I don't. Know. I feel, I feel like that's 
you know, well, I don't know. My, my take on that is like, if you just write out T'Challa, that's sort of playing the audience for not knowing any better. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. But I think the whole point of it is like legacy, you know, like Black Panther specifically. Okay. So I think as long as you make Sherry the next Black Panther, it would be respectful, you know, because like it's sure. the character's sister. I don't know. Don't ask sure. me. I'm not like yeah, I don't. I would also be com- of what's respectful. <laughs> I would be also completely okay with Sherry becoming Black Panther. Either way, I hope that happens. I'm glad she's getting like regardless of what they do. I'm glad she's getting a bigger role because she was to stand out. Yeah, in that movie. Um, the Last of Us news: HBO has greenlit um, a live-action TV show based on the, the hit PlayStation franchise. HBO has given a full series order to the planned live-action TV series adaptation of The Last of Us. The project, which is based on the hit PlayStation video game franchise, was first announced back in March, where I'm sure we talked about it. Um, the upcoming <laughs> series has. Uh, quite a bit of talent on board with Craig Mazin, the writer and producer behind HBO's Emmy winning series Chernobyl. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, and Naughty Dog's uh, Neil Druckmann. Druckmann. Mm-hmm. Druckmann, uh, the game's writer and creative director, to pen and executive produce the show. Chernobyl co producer Carolyn Strauss and Naughty Dog producer, I'm sorry, President Evan Wells are also co producing the series. Um, that sounds Super good to cool. me. And Chernobyl definitely has um, Last of Us energy about it, anyway. Yeah, most um, definitely. I think, I think that's a good fit. Um, yeah. It seems promising. I, I mean, Neil Druckmann's working one. on it. It's all good. I haven't played the second one, but the first one was my favorite game of the PS3, uh, Xbox 360 generation, for sure. Um, so I'm, I'm okay. It seems with this. pretty adaptable, right? Definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Um, new Predator movie in the works from 10 Cloverfield Lane director Dan Trachtenberg. Uh, there's a new Predator movie in development 20th Century Fox, uh, and 10 Cloverfield Lane director Dan Trachtenberg has been unli- enlisted to helm the project. Shane Black's underwhelming 2018 effort, The Predator, <laughs> seemed to be. Huh. We saw that, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah. did. Was, was that the one that had uh, Keegan Michael <laughs> Key in it? Yep. Oh, yes, sir. no. Uh, it was so bad. Um, seemed to put sci-fi uh, action film uh, series to rest for a while, but it looks as though the now Disney-owned studio is determined to breathe life into the new fran- into the franchise. Plot details are still under wraps, uh, but this movie is not uh, expected to have anything to do with the last one. It will tell a completely new story. The script is being written by... Patrick Patrick Azon, whose producer slash writer credits include Kingdom, Jack Ryan, and Treadstone. None of which I've seen. Um, nope. But that sounds about right for a new Predator movie. Yeah. Um, I don't care. I'm sorry. Like, and I know this is going to sound like someone who this is offensive if you like Predator, but like, it does. Does it really matter if it's connected to the last one? Aren't they all really basically the same? I think they tried to set up a sequel. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, they well, yeah, some, yeah, they uh, have they have the armor or whatever. Yeah, the armor from the end of the movie captured yeah. the thing, and, the, and it yeah. didn't end with the dude getting in the predator suit, which was really disappointing. I thought it did. Oh no, no, no! Wait, won't we? Oh, I don't. I thought he like actually put it on. Whatever, it don't matter. I don't remember. I, I remember thinking an alien was going to show up, and then that didn't happen. So it, it did not happen. No, terrible. Um. Mandalorian spoilers approaching. 
Um, the debut, I'm sorry, The Mandalorian Chapter 13 <laughs> title seemingly hints at the debut <laughs> of Spoiler. So if you care about Mandalorian spoilers, skip ahead a couple of minutes. All right, you've been warned. Bo-Katan name-dropped Ahsoka Tano towards the end of last week's episode of The Mandalorian. And while today's installment of the Disney Plus series tall, uh, saw Din, Din Djarin take a little detour from the mission to reunite, with the chi- to reunite the child with his own kind. It looks like next Friday's Chapter 13 will feature the live-action debut of the fan-favorite Clone Warriors, Warrior. The Star Wars Stuff Twitter account, uh, which has now been... Uh, which has been spot on with episode titles uh, and synopsis up until now, um, has revealed that the season two, episode five title is called The Jedi. The Jedi. So y'all hyped for that? Cool. I also, I've never, wa- yeah, I've never yeah, seen yeah. Ahsoka in anything. I've never seen the cartoons. Oh, really? Okay. I- I've read the nice. novel, the Ahsoka Tyan novel, which I assume I liked less than I should have because I've never seen the cartoon. Well, you are familiar with the character, then at least you know. Right, yeah, right. I, right. I, I mean, yes, I am familiar with the character. I mean, That's I'm also familiar I'm... with the character because I work at a comic book store. I'm oh sure. yeah, there's a lot of Ahsoka fans, but yes, um, this is what I'm most excited about with this show. I'm hoping it leads to like another. Every time someone shows up, it seems like it's trying to spin off a show, you know. Right. So I'm sure. hoping that's what this does because I'm sure it'll show up and be in one episode for some reason because it's been very episodic up until this point i'm hoping it i'm hoping uh, i'm wrong and she's in still more. episodic huh that's, it's that's, still very like clone wars or rebels like cartoons sure. you know um because i didn't care for this episode i watched i didn't care. the first one yep yeah well um they killed a dragon do, do you find do you find yourself having to bite your tongue about mandalorian at work all the time because like not really, nobody, nobody's talked to me about it. To be honest, oh really? I feel like the hype is not at all. Everyone that brings it up is like super into it. At least to me, anyway. I still think it's worth watching. I mean, no, we'll I mean, review it when it's I mean, done. But I'm gonna watch like, it. But I'm trying to like accept that it's not what I want it to be. This show, you know, and it I never sure. will be. So uh, I think after after one season, you can hope that. Um, you know, they might change things for the next second season, but once you're in the middle of season two, it's like, oh, this is how it is, you know. So, right. yeah, I'm excited for Ahsoka though, because I like Rosario Dawson. I like Ahsoka. Same. I like Ahsoka. So, um, Disney Plus debut considered for upcoming live action movies. While it was reported yesterday that there are currently no plans for blockbusters like Black Widow and Shang Chi to head straight to Disney Plus, it appears the studio is considering making the streaming service a home for its upcoming live-action Disney adaptations. Deadline reports that the studio is currently mulling over whether to send the likes of Cruella, Pinocchio, and Peter Pan and Wendy straight to Disney Plus. The original plan was for them to receive theatrical releases, but given how things have changed, that could be the streaming ser- they could be streaming service exclusives. That's where the money is now, after all. Uh, yikes. R.I.P. movie theaters at that point. Those are big yeah. family movies that get a bajillion people out there. Yeah. Um, I don't... I'm Personally, like I agree with what you said. But on a personal level, I'm okay with seeing these Disney oh, remakes at home. Correct. On a personal level, I don't need to see Cruella in theaters. 
Cruella's the only and, one I'm excited about of this list, actually. Or, or whatever, but, any of these. You know what I mean. Um, I, like, I don't need to see Pinocchio in theaters. And in fact, I would not care to see Pinocchio at all unless we but were... But it's Tom it. Hanks. Unless we do a show on it, I'm not seeing Pinocchio. I don't care. Um, well, we've done the Disney live-action remakes up until now. There, there's a precedent, so yes. I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> if movie theaters ever become normal again. What, what, what Pinocchio do to you, baby boy? N- nothing. I just don't care. I just it's not. A I don't care I like. about Pinocchio either. Well, I don't care about all three of them, but you know, maybe I'm biased because I welcome the return of seeing stinkers at the theater. You know, like those were the good old days. So mm-hmm. I, I'd like to see Pinocchio on on the big screen. But remember, just like being able to just completely lambast a movie in theaters, not and not just being excited that you saw a movie in theaters. It's like if we saw Bloodshot in theaters. I think I might like it more than when we first saw it. <laughs> in fact, I mean, my my only memory of Bloodshot is it was the final movie I saw in theater before coronavirus. Yep. And it was right, like, I think we saw it the week before theater shut down. So, like, it was really too bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley fight the noise in the official trailer for Chaos <laughs> Walking. Um, the official trailer for Doug Lyman's Chaos Walking has finally arrived, showcasing plenty of action as fan favorites Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley uh, team up to uncover the mysteries of the new world and the noise. Cat's capital N, noise. Um, this trailer, um, I'm going to be completely honest, I don't like it. It doesn't, oh. look, it doesn't look like something I'd want to watch. I'm sorry. It it looks like... it. it if even if I did, they didn't say it in the trailer. I'm like, this seems like a book adaptation and a book that I would skip. Um, okay. okay, okay. I don't know. You're right. It does seem like a book adaptation, but it because seems it like is. one we would have read for book club. You know? Oh, I would, totally, I would totally read it for book club. But I would it never... was on our list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one we saw it like looks an like... unfinished version of this trailer like a couple of months ago or something. Right, like a rough. Yeah, missing some effects or something i don't remember now we can make a full educated opinion i didn't like the music fine the drumming and like i just it felt like real like look we're a blockbuster it's sci-fi there's no women <laughs> weird for whatever reason i don't know what i'm basing this on but i feel like tom holland and daisy ridley don't have chemistry but like I, it's unfair to say that based on an, a minute like two minutes of a trailer but like I no, I completely agree with you. I don't buy them as a couple for some reason, and I can't. I can't not a couple. Why. Not yet. Not till wow. the end of the movie. Wow. Um, I think they're supposed to have like tension, though. You know, and I like Fair them enough. both a lot. That's why I'll watch this. If this was a, actually, I'd probably still watch it if it was like not people I knew. But I mean, I'll watch it. I mean, the I draw don't... is them. I think. Sure. It reminds me. You know what this has the energy of. Remember what? that movie Passengers with Jennifer Lawrence yes. and Chris Pratt? Yeah, it boy. has that energy where it's like two big stars, like on top of their game, but like a movie that doesn't no one cares about. Exactly. I don't know. That's 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 okay, my analogy. Okay. I like that. No, I, I I agree with you. That makes sense <laughs> to me. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't care. I didn't care um, for the trailer either. By the way, <laughs> did not care. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It. I'll watch I it. mean. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll watch this movie because it's going to come out on streaming, and we're not going to have anything else to watch. So, um, oh, it doesn't confirm that it's so coming bleak. out on streaming, right? But I mean, I'll watch it. Whatever. 
Um, all right, let's talk about Godzilla versus Kong, the movie that we were supposed to, I mean. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yes. we're talking about Shin Godzilla, the um, 2016 or Godzilla Resurgence, which I don't, I you said that, and I've never heard it called that. Like the Blu-ray I own says Shin Godzilla. All the posters say Shin Godzilla, but Godzilla. it does say it on the Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah and I don't yeah. know where it was released as Godzilla Resurgence. It's, it was supposed to be the United States, but who, who knows? It, di- it didn't get a proper theatrical release. So it got released right. in Japanese theaters in July 29th, 2016, and had a late theatrical run in late 2016. Um, and the official, the, the plot synopsis is one sentence. Japan is plunged into chaos upon the appearance of a giant monster. Okay. Uh, accurate. Accurate. Um, and I am not going to... Um, offend anybody and try to pronounce all the cast and directors. Um, uh, but so in, uh, sitting at a recept, uh, critics rating of Rotten Tomatoes, 86% with 6.7 out of 10 audience score, 74% had a budget of 15 million and it pulled in 77.9 million. Okay. Um, so that's good. I remember okay. when this movie came out, <laughs> um, a bunch of people that are not typically the Godzilla heads, you know, you know what those people, people that I actually like trust their opinions of. We're seeing this movie in limited theatrical runs and the theatrical runs. I don't know if you guys recall, were super weird and sporadic. They were only mm-hmm. at like three theaters in Houston for like Friday, Saturday, Sunday and nothing. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then go away. And then it comes back a couple months later and you just, you just couldn't see it. It was very hard to see this movie. I wanted to see it in theaters um i was I, supposed to see it in theaters i was but, too i think man. i i had plans with someone to go see it but something happened and i ended up not being able to go same um same, same, same. so uh, that this being said i am not a big godzilla fan at all like neither I, am i i like the very first one the 1954 gojira for what it stands for and the ideas behind it and i think it's an interesting you know um it's an interesting movie that came came out of Japan as a as a uh, discussion point on nuclear war, right? I think that's a really interesting. It's like it's like I like that you can t- talk about very serious topics uh, with a silly premise. Like uh, Dawn of the Dead is a movie about race, or no, I'm sorry, Night of the Living Dead is a movie about you know the civil war, uh, civil rights, and stuff. Um, so I like that you can do that with things. However, they became not that. And I don't really care for let's watch the big monsters fight over and over and over and over and over again. That's not, that's not my, that's not my cup of tea. Um, but I did like that American one from, I kind of liked it, you know, I liked that enough from what, 2014, maybe 2015. Mm-hmm. I don't know whatever came out. Um, and it was fine with, um, I, I don't even, I enjoyed that one. Aaron Taylor Johnson and, and Elizabeth Olsen. Yes, that's right. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I've since watched it back and don't enjoy it as much than I did when I saw it in theaters. Um, but anyway, so I've never seen this movie before. What about you two? No. First time. Um, and I know Ross. Also first time. Did you, so did you have any sort of hype going into this or did you know about it or like the hype around it? or? I remember it being like a niche thing like you said when the limited engagements were happening it was almost like a 
like a Fandango event, like style, yes. like limited showtimes. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking about going, but it was like seven o'clock and 10 o'clock, you know, those types right. of, and we get off at seven. So it was like, well, I'll catch it later. And then I never did, but um, yeah, no hype level. Cause I'm not, I'm, ne- I'm not a Kaiju person either. Right. And uh, yeah, zero hype for it. Right. And the trailers for this are like, typical japanese trailer uh i actually know, didn't see the trailer oh they're very sparse and mm. so anyway um i'm not going to bury the lead much further i really enjoyed this movie um i thought it was way better than i was expecting um but i guess that's because i'm going off of the late, later kong movie the most recent kongs and stuff um mm-hmm. what was that last one called godzilla king of oh god i ruler could, ruler of rulers of, i don't know King of Monsters Earth? or whatever. I, the one with Billy Bobby Brown. Yeah, King of Monsters, yeah. Oh, God, I hated that movie. That was terrible. This was so good compared to that. <laughs> like, so uh, this movie is really interesting to me um, in that fr- from, a, from a directorial standpoint, too. Um, like, you are right into it. Like, there's no set up the plot, care about the characters. It's, we are starting in a meeting. Godzilla's here. Let, or yeah, basically, let's figure yeah. it out. Um, yeah. And they throw a million characters at you. Did you guys watch it subbed or dubbed? Subbed. Both. Both? Oh. I, so the way I watched it, they had it online somewhere under sub. And then when I got home, I was like, oh, cool. It's the same link. It wasn't. It was dubbed. And I was <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm going back to sub. This dub was not great. Really? Okay. Dub from it. The mouth movements with the English words sure. didn't work too well for me. It just threw me off a bit. So I was like, no, nah, I'll just read the subtitles. It's all good. Um, so furthering the, the um, silly genre movies can talk about real events. Um, the first one was all about nuclear stuff as this one was greatly inspired by the, uh, the Fukushima disaster from uh, whatever year that was um, relatively recently, uh, 2011, I think. Um, so there's that. Um, were y'all taken aback at all when the monster first shows up and you're like, look at its eyes. Yeah. It looked like a fish. <laughs> Pretty wild, dude. I know. I was like, is that Godzilla? Or is that something Godzilla's going to fight? Because I had no idea. Yeah, I what thought was it was something here. else. I was like, that's not Godzilla, right? Right. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I thought, um, I I mean, I, I couldn't tell you the characters' names other than the ones that I put in this list here. I knew Yaguchi and I knew Patterson. Um, but Right, there were a million characters. Uh, like, you know? no joke. I, I stopped trying to read the names. At some point, because they would, because yeah. if you're watching sub, they put the names at the top of the screen and the subs at the bottom of the screen. It's like I, I can't look at both. Um, <laughs> you can you know. though. <laughs> um, I thought this movie was um, kind of weird too. In um, I would kind of mention this to Dylan uh, in like a stylistic, like an editing way. Like there were elements of it that weren't like a traditional film, like. Um, it would just cut to things that had no narrative or like that had, we had no bearing or no reason to see as an audience. Like we're here with a, you know, government, 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 then just cut to random people on the street 
talking about Godzilla that have no, they're not characters, they're not established, they have nothing to do with the plot. But it just maybe kind of like a YouTube documentary filming. Like it was just a, an interesting little uh, editing thing that I thought was uh, weird about this movie. Um, but I like it was like a sprawling look at what would happen. You know, like yeah. we saw every asp- every level of the response. And you know, I was watching it with Lori, and both both of us had a similar takeaway in that we felt it very topical with showing government's complete and utter inability to deal with a surprise disaster. <laughs> oh, sure. Man. You know, it felt like it felt like Godzilla was the, was COVID-19, honestly, like <laughs> to, it, to me, it, I did anyway. I don't know if, I you, can see if that, yeah. either of you got that, yeah. those vibes at all. But it's like, Oh man, this is, I can see it. That's totally the, I mean, obviously that wasn't what they were going for. Obviously. Um, but I mean, I guess they were. They were going for a government's uh, inability to handle a disaster. Um, but I loved, I really liked the character of the prime minister who just was trying really <laughs> hard to not, you know, fail. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, no, 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 we can't do it. No, abort, abort. There's a, there's a kid there. Like, dog, there's a giant monster in your town. That kid ain't going to make it. Just, Shoot him. Um, so anyway, uh, Dylan, what do you think? The action scenes look dope. Yeah. No, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. So, so go ahead, Ron. The action scenes look really dope. Like yeah, when no. them trying to defeat Godzilla and him doing his like little rage. Oh, man. Split jaw. Well, yeah, with the, with, the, with the predator mouth or whatever. That was weird. Yeah, that was, yeah. I was like, has he always been able to do that? I don't know. I... I also really liked that the scene of the the atomic, you know, where everything's purple and he's going fully wild and they've got the operatic background. I thought that I lo- I loved that part. I thought it was, mm-hmm. I thought this movie was shot really really well. Um, um, I think this movie. I know it was released in IMAX too. Um, was it? IMAX screens. Yes, I think I think this movie would have been really something. Uh, you know, in a big in a big theater. Um, cause sometimes in a monster movie, you, you don't get the sense that the, mo- I don't know. You just don't get the sense of enormity of, uh, of a monster. Like it doesn't feel scary. You're just seeing the monster fight and do stuff. And I thought Godzilla, sure. the Godzilla here has the potential to look scary. Yeah. Um, even though I'm rooting for Godzilla the whole time, like I don't want him to die. Yeah. I want him to win. But, uh, <laughs> um, wow. Dylan, what did you think about this? Um, it was not what I was expecting. I thought, I guess maybe I'm more used to the American Godzilla, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be more action-y. You know? Right, not, not or, talking. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, like, this movie is about the government response to Godzilla, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was the most interesting part, especially the layer of, like, when the Americans came in. And then it was, mm-hmm. I feel like... I could be wrong because I don't really know anything about Japanese politics, but I feel like it was a commentary on nationalism and individuality, you know, like right as, as a country, you know, like they Americans were interfering and ultimately they were able to persevere on their own without help, you know? Yes. Americans just kind of wanted to blow it up, which I think was like, (laughs) you know, obviously a commentary. Um, (laughs) I thought, 
I mean, this movie costs fifteen million dollars, so it's like it feels like not cool to comment on the um on the effects. effects. But sometimes effects, it was yeah. like it's I think I could be wrong, but I think they were going for a classic look. Oh, they were. They wanted, they wanted a guy in the suit type of a look. Yeah. And the but, sound was very um, classic as well. I don't know if you noticed that, like the crashing and yes, the totally. roar. It, it sounded like distorted, like an old movie. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. But the sometimes he looked like Godzilla looked very weightless, you know, like a, yeah. like a CGI, like Pixar person in real in the real world. But other times it looked really good. I thought when buildings were being destroyed, it looked like there was a lot of practical implementation there. There was a really, really good, good effect that looked like a practical effect. It was during the earthquake stuff in the beginning or not earthquake stuff, but you know, when, you know, fish Godzilla is there or whatever. Yeah. Goes sure. to the town and they cut to a guy going outside and there's like a stack of cars just like going by his house and he's about to get crushed by these cars. I'm like, that looked really good to me like yeah some, some practical effects in this looked pretty good but I, I do i know what you're saying like godzilla did look sometimes like he was just put on top of the scene um yeah and not necessarily interacting with the environment but i liked that they it looked like they really did destroy some stuff you know and then put godzilla in after like sometimes there was one part i liked when it lasted like one second but it was when like a building was falling and there were a bunch of people inside and like the room turned sideways and all the furniture falls you uh-huh. know and it looked like they actually did it. I could be wrong. Either that or it's really good CGI, which I don't think it is. Right. But I think a lot of effort went into practical stuff. And like I said, it cost $15 million and Godzilla King of Monsters cost $170 million. Get out of here. Like, yeah, like 12 what... times the amount. So I think this is a perfect example that more isn't always more, you know? Like, you yeah. could... I mean, just let Toho keep making these movies then at that point. Like... And imagine yeah. if they had doubled their budget, how good they could have made Godzilla look, you know? Right. Even if it was thirty million, you know, that's like still a moderate budget in America. So I mean, all that budget went to paying the million actors that are in this movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. I, okay. One minor complaint, and it's not really a complaint. I just thought it was funny. Was the quote American woman? Uh huh. I just thought like she clearly. I don't know. She didn't have any mannerisms of like. Nothing about her said American to me, you know? Oh, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was just like, huh, hmm, okay. <laughs> like, they had her speak English sometimes, and I was like, huh. And she was like, I'm going to be president. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. She's just, like, okay. The depiction, it, the depiction of Americans in this movie was funny to me. I mean, I agree. I was not offended. No, 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 no. I, I was like, that's not an American. <laughs> Um, I would have thought. I thought it would would have been funny if they had like a real American and just made him really stupid. You know, that would have been great. <laughs> it was. Duh. I guess it was. Um, you know, we, we it, never saw. The it president. was nice of them. They. I thought they did t- depicted Americans pretty well. At least her. You know, they didn't vilify them too much. No, we weren't like the yeah. bad guys. Um, well, we kind of were, and she well, wasn't. There. <laughs> we were I, in a nuke, nuke Tokyo. <laughs> Yeah, they were. I the plan that they came up with was the most like Ron. You've played a decent enough Dungeons and Dragons to re- resonate with this. The yeah, plan that they came up with to knock out Godzilla and freeze his blood and therefore do this oh, that kills him. That is something that a player would come up with. Yeah, most definitely. In the game, yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah. look, 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 look. No, we're gonna freeze his blood first. We gotta knock him out. Then we. 
But we're gonna get these worked. creams. It worked. They wrote that. They worked that net twenty, dog. You know. He just I, drank it. Though. It looked like they just fed it to him. It didn't make any sense. That's fine. I, it's Godzilla. What do you want? Right. You're buying into the giant monster, but not into how they kill it. Um, <laughs> I don't like how. I don't understand. Maybe this is like a thing, but how? Why they just left him there? And they're like, we have to live with Godzilla now. I'm like, why don't He's you touching. kill it? Well, no, I think th- that's also a part of the culture too. Like, um, like, um, as a memorial to uh, the failings and and the ultimate success. Um, but he gonna he gonna thaw out. I I, to... I also assume it was that they couldn't that they couldn't remove it. I feel like now that he's frozen, you could go inside there and like dismantle it, hollow him out at least. He can be a statue, you know. I mean, you <laughs> I don't assume know. you'd assume now you can actually blow him up because you just turn into like. Kind of how well, it's like take out his own girl from uh the sick the movie we watched freaky how she got just pile <laughs> pieces when she fell down yeah how you kind of shatter it's I yeah. thought they were gonna do that but then they're like nope it's a it's a decoration <laughs> yeah, you know why not I don't know it's not gonna end well oh no but um I wouldn't live there would you no not at all. I mean I feel like you can't live anywhere near that like that's got to be irradiating so far well, Japan's tiny so you well, gotta yeah. live kind of close to it <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> um and they talk they keep talking about rebuilding tokyo so i think there's gonna build around it right just yeah well this is the godzilla highway uh yeah i loved how huge his tail was too it was it no, was a rat tail body. yeah and look at those thighs yeah oh, you got that pear shape uh, and so Godzilla was motion captured for most of the movie. Um, oh, okay. So there's Why? a photo. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm sending it to um, our our group chat. It's kind of interesting. Like you see this guy um, in his mocap suit, but with Godzilla fins and stuff attached, so that he feels the weight and stuff. Um, no, I don't like it. I don't buy it. You could have just CGI'd that. It's I don't like know. when yeah, I'm okay, um, dude. I'm okay, Benedict dude. Cumberbatch did the Smaug. <laughs> Right, mocap. It's like, why? Right. Come on. It's like, is that necessary? <laughs> Godzilla barely moves. You see the way he moves? He stomps around and his everything stays still. Right. <laughs> but it felt like it was Godzilla, though. Well, that's why. That's how you get the guy in a suit feel without having a guy in a suit. Um, yeah. That. That's that's and that's what they're going for. They wanted to get the 1954 Gojira energy. Out of this, and I, yeah, I think the they modern, got it. Modern I, think, energy. I think they achieved every goal that they set out for with this movie. Um, I I liked it. Um, it was all right. I I would definitely watch this movie again. Um, not like tomorrow, but like sure. if if I ever need to watch a monster movie, this is the one I'll go to. I I I gotta say, this is probably my favorite Godzilla movie. Interesting. I think, you know how a lot of people had problems with the first, not the first, you know, the the Aaron Taylor Johnson American Godzilla 2014 or whatever? Yes. How it didn't have enough Godzilla and it was right. more about the humans? Like, this also is definitely like that, I think. It so is. If you, have, if you have that problem, then you might not like this one. Except sure. that the people that have that problem, your diehard Godzilla, well, your, your Godzilla heads love this movie because it's so classic and Japanese Godzilla style. Right. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, if you're wanting a if you're wanting an action movie, this ain't it. Um, no, definitely not. 
Did England make a sequel to this? Oh, they were supposed to. Um, (laughs) I think, what was it called? They said that that it's a sequel. Well, it's a follow-up, but not a sequel. Like they're making another Mm -hmm. one. The the creative team is making another Godzilla movie, but not a sequel, not Shin Godzilla 2. Okay. Hmm. Um, Because that story's done, you know. Is so, it? Uh, th- yeah, I don't know. That's what they say. Um, but that's all stalled out, and you know who knows. Um, but anyway, they can make a Mothra movie. I Ooh. mean, you could you could maybe do Mothra well. I don't know. Like, I, I really actually I don't know if you could or not. Like, Mothra's pretty pretty cheesy. They did Mothra dirty in that last Godzilla movie, that American one. Of, no, like, it, was, other, it was fine. She came other back than that one scene that looked kind of cool where Mothra shows up. Like, mm-hmm. visually, it looked cool. But, yeah, Mothra sucked. And then no, was, Mothra dope. Y'all tripping. All right. Who's the next best Godzilla uh, monster? Mecha Godzilla. When I was when I was six, I thought Mecha Godzilla was cool. Man, I had a figure. Yeah. yeah when I tell you all of my Godzilla knowledge comes from that video game on GameCube, I'm not lying. The the, the arena brawler, right? Or yes, uh, it was so fun. I played so much of that as a child. <laughs> it's a it was a great game. It was so you got to smash buildings and and just I, fight. It was like Smash Bros. Are you talking about Rampage? No, destroy all monsters, man. No, I know. It was so good. <laughs> They need to remake that. I, why don't? Yeah, right. Let's let's just get a fighting game with kaiju. Um, I'm down for that. But Put anyway, Pacific Rim in there too. I mean, you got to have the robots. <laughs> I mean, at some point, right? Because uh, I don't think you can play a game, a video game about uh, that's an allegory for nuclear war, right? Uh, if for monsters, I don't think that translates. I don't think that message translates to to video games. But anyway, I think. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, I didn't even check uh, to, to to let everybody know what we're going to pregame for next week. Um, Fast six. I don't know either. Uh, Ron's right. I'm looking at it. Fast six is next week. So, yes. Ron, what that means is that this week you need to watch three, four, five, and six with Javi and the boys. I can't. I, I talked about it with the boys, and I was like, if we could watch these so I can do them for the podcast, that would be amazing. But I can't. I can't. Well, I can't watch that many. <laughs> well, we're probably not going to get to seven and eight until January or in February. So you got some time. You can catch up for those. Maybe. Exactly. But anyway, so if you want to, if you want to catch up with, with your boys, watch along with us at home. Uh, we are going to be watching fast six, apparently uh, this week. So uh, have fun and go watch that. But anyway, Thank you all so much for downloading us. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. We didn't give it like, would would you uh, recommend it? Like, would you say go watch Shin Godzilla? I would say this gives my recommendation of giving it a thumbs up and go watch it. I give it a rental thumbs rental. up. Rental. Especially if, you, if it ends up being free Fine. somewhere, then it's definitely worth it. Find it online. There you go. There you go. Streaming. But anyway, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, guys. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. (laughs) We'll see you next time. (laughs) 